Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation. Hopefully, it's mundane enough for you to find your way to sleep. If it's not, well then, I hope you enjoy the journey you take to the end of this episode. I am your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is me, Amanda Barker. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. This is a special episode because it is the first episode of our now bi-weekly podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're doing this for a very special reason. What's that, Marco? We were just awarded Best Sleep Podcast 2020. And uh, that's from Tuck.com. T-U-C-K dot com. That's right, Tuck. And uh, they awarded us with this wonderful award for Best Sleep Podcast 2020. And we decided to give more content for people because people are home now and they need... Uh, to turn to certain podcasts, and ours happens to be one of them. So we are going to provide extra content for all of you, and we're really happy to be doing that. We uh, won the award, or we were awarded the award, for the best podcasts for relaxing sounds. Which is wonderful, and that's really what we aim to do. And this is how they describe it, Amanda. Hmm. Soft drizzle on the sidewalk, chirping birds, light conversation in coffee shops, for many, ambient noise is the most soothing choice for bedtime listening. Check out these podcasts for a wide range of relaxing rhythms and sleep-inducing sounds. So that's us, the Insomnia Project. Welcome. Thank you again for, uh, for all the hard work that you've put in over the years to make this the comforting, good-feeling easy listening podcast that it's become and you'll be getting it twice a week who knows maybe three times a week right now we're going to just try with twice a week and see how that goes mm-hmm. amanda i wanted to talk to you about a couple of topics that were suggested by one of the patrons on our patreon account and thank you so much for all of those people who do support us through patreon this is from less stuff less waste love that You are a big proponent of that, aren't you? I am. I could easily spend a show talking about textile waste and minimalism in that industry. Maybe we will, but not on this time, because there's a few topics I want to speak to you that Less Stuff, Less Waste recommended. So thank you once again, Mm -hmm. Less Stuff. Uh, I don't like to mention people's names unless they give me permission to do so. So this is a handle that this person is using. L-M-L-W. There you go. L-M-L-S. Also that. Okay. (laughs) Less muff. (laughs) Less muff, less waste. All right, Amanda, let's talk socks 
and slippers. Oh, I didn't see. So for those of you who are listening, I did not know what we would be talking about today. So um, we're going to be off the cuff here. And I really needed some slippers or some socks today. My feet were cold. What do you love about a good slipper? And what makes a good slipper for you? I love slippers. I know you do. I, They have multiplied in this house. Um, my first pair of slippers, my gateway slippers, were given to me by Stella, who is married to your cousin Mauro. Who, she's my cousin now, to our cousin now. Mm-hmm. And I went to high school with her. She, I met her in the ninth grade, or grade nine, as we say in Canada. Well, her we, locker was next to mine. We love Stella. You were friends with her in high school. She married your cousin. Now she's part of our family, and we're ever for, forever grateful for that. And one year for Christmas, just as a little, we don't tend to give each other Christmas gifts as cousins, but one year she had brought just some easy little slip-on slippers and said, oh, I live in these in the house. The ones she gave me are zebra striped. Those ones? Those are? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I see you wearing those now often And they're still my favorite. They're zebra zebra striped. They have a little pink bow on them. And when she gave them to me, I was like, okay, great. You know, slippers, I'm sure that'll be useful. That was probably eight years ago. I still have them. They can go in the washer. They have some tread still on the bottom, so they're kind of just perfect for schluffing around the house. I don't even think Stella knows. I just want to, if Stella's listening, you clearly gave an awesome gift if eight years later my wife is still trapezing around the house in them. And that inspired me, in fact, to buy more slippers. So I started a slipper, actually she started a slipper revolution in this house. So uh, we bought slippers for the guests of this show. That's right, we did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And your other podcasts as well. And just because we are downstairs, there's a tile floor, um, so it can get cooler here in the winter months. So slippers are always a good idea. And uh, I was wearing those as well. Then I started buying them. Actually, I started buying them at Value Village and other secondhand shops, but I would get them new at secondhand shops. Sometimes they would sell them new, um, but they would get an overstock, you know, like a box or something donated. So I made sure they had the tags and all that on them. So I bought some of those and I had your mother knit me some slippers as well. And I love the feel of those on my feet. What makes a good slipper, Amanda, for you? Um... Warmth is the number one thing. If it's fur-lined, all the better. And uh, I really do love a slipper that has a bit of texture to it. Texture on the outside or texture on the inside? Either or. Okay. Texture on the outside is great because if you are on slippery hardwood or tile, then you're not going to do a face plant if you have them. A little bit of grip is nice. But I also prefer having a little texture just because I think it feels good on my feet with those knit ones. How about you? I like a slipper that goes on easy and comes off easy. I don't want to be trapped in my slipper. And I want to be able to, I want it also to be warm, but not too hot. I don't want my foot to be boiling in the slipper. So it needs to be able to really regulate and I find that natural fabrics do that better than synthetics. Mm-hmm. So so for me those are 
the types of slippers I like. I also prefer a sandal to a slipper. So I like to wear a sandal more than I do a slipper, but when it's really cold, I'll wear a slipper. A certain kind of sandal, though, an orthopedic sandal inside. You're right. Yeah, I prefer that's my preference. Not like a gladiator sandal, just so we're clear. You know, maybe if we were in Rome, I'd, I'd wear that gladiator. I would love it if you wore gladiator sandals throughout the year only in our house. Okay. I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> Let's shift to socks. What makes a good or great sock for you? I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with socks. Mm. So maybe we, maybe you can start us off with the type of sock that you enjoy. So I have a sock, a pair of socks, to end all socks. <laughs> and it was given to me by you years ago and it was a real big surprise because I remember saying something to you actually you'll remember better than I did I do um, that I wanted cashmere socks do you remember this oh yeah absolutely how did it come about because I I need a reminder you're I think you're hard to buy for and that was our first year dating okay and I remember you quoting somebody else who said you're the type of guy that would love cashmere socks. And you said, I am the type of guy who would love cashmere socks. I would love a pair of cashmere socks. I just think that would be so great. So off I went into the world searching for a pair of cashmere socks for you. And this would have, this would have been 2007, six or seven. Um, so it... Uh, maybe 2006 even that Christmas so um, it wasn't really a t- uh, you know you couldn't order them online like you could now right and I was yeah it would have been them because I would have been at work and on my lunch at work where I the office I worked at at the time was downtown Toronto and so I went to uh, a store. Can I say the name of the store? Of course you can. So I went to a place that people in Toronto know, Holt Renfrew. And that's a more of a luxury type store. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really high-end store with high-end pricing and labels. And so that was the only place that I could find them. And they had two pairs. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I picked a pair, spent the most I will ever spend on one pair of socks. How much was that? Do you remember? Um, I mean, it was over 100. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, it wasn't like, it was over, It was under 200. Okay. Um, but still, that's a lot of money for a pair of socks. I could use that money now. <laughs> I love those socks. And I wear them, now I wear them only on important, cold moments in my life. Mm-hmm. So, because they're, they're the type, when I was talking about um, how natural fibers can self-regulate, mm-hmm. those socks keep my feet toasty, but not anything more than toasty. So for me, toasty feet that aren't boiling, they're the perfect sock, whatever socks, whatever you paid for them. I've enjoyed that amount and so much more. And I keep them by my bedside table in a Ziploc bag so that you know, if uh, the odd moth would get to them, they can't get through mm-hmm. the zip block. And I only take them out when I really need them. And I love them every time I wear them. Great. Yeah. So great gift. Well, you're welcome. So then I don't have to get you anything this year. No, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. What's your sock? Favorite sock? You said you have a love-hate relationship oh. with socks. Well, I 
prefer not to have socks on. Oh. In my dream world, I don't own any socks or I only own the little ones that I can wear in like my tennis shoes. That's it for me. I don't love wearing them, but I do live in Canada, so it is a necessity. For me, I'm actually superstitious with my socks. I didn't know this. You didn't know this? I don't think so. So when I want to get what I believe is a little bit of extra insurance that'll have a good day, I wear black socks. True story. So I feel like I won't have as good a day if I'm wearing white socks. Why black socks? I don't know. Okay, it's just something. Ever since I was like maybe 13, 14, maybe 14, I liked black socks and I thought I'd have a better day if I wore them. I don't know where that got into my head and how that happened, Um, but it's something that is stuck with me. And so I like having black socks. Now it's challenging because when you pair them up, some... I'm very particular with that, so I don't want any old black sock paired with any old black sock if they have a slightly different feel or length. So I'm very particular with them, and it makes it challenging. I see. So you want the proper pair of black socks to stay together. Yeah, and I absolutely could not wear mismatched socks. I know that's trendy with, you know, tweens and kids wearing just whatever socks they find. I have great respect for those kids that can do that because to me that feels very brazen and brave. Sure. But I couldn't do it. If I had mismatched socks on, I would feel awful. Well, I'm looking at your feet right now. No socks on you. I have shoes on and no socks. There you go. And that's my favorite way of being. Now, you had mentioned you bought my socks from a very luxurious store. Mm, Yeah. One of Less Stuff's Less Waste favorite episodes was a luxury episode we did so i want to ask you what are some luxurious things that you love and they don't have to be expensive but what's something luxurious or that you find luxurious to me one of the greatest luxuries i have three all at once okay so for me a luxurious moment a thing that fills me with this feeling of luxury and comfort and also worth and excitement even is a beautifully drawn warm bath okay a brand new magazine to read in that bath and an iced coffee drink of some sort sitting on the edge of that tub and what gets used first the magazine or the coffee based drink i take a little sip of the coffee I usually have my phone there, so the the challenge in the last year or so has been to not take the phone in, but because I do an Italian lesson every day, mm-hmm. I often start the bath with that, get that out of the way, and then as a reward, I love to open up um, particularly like a style magazine, so right. house and home, style at home, one of those. And since you're a proponent of less stuff and less waste... Mm-hmm. What do you do with your magazines when you're done with it? I know, but I think people would would love to hear. Well, um, that's why it's a luxury, because a bath uses more water than a shower. An iced coffee is just feels like a luxury drink, especially if I haven't made it and I bought it from somewhere. That's a true luxury. But you tend to also use coffee that we haven't drank. We don't pour it out. You then make an iced version using the coffee that is no longer hot. 
that is left over. At the end of the day, I'm incredibly frugal. Sure. I just am. So um, I don't like things going to waste. Right. So I would sooner use it than throw it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would prefer a fresh (laughs) drink that someone else has prepared for me. That is true luxury to me. Okay. Haven't had one in a while, but that's that to me is luxury. And then the magazine, um, this is how I'm answering your question here. The magazine is true luxury because, yes, I could absolutely read articles on an iPad, a phone, a tablet. But I like the magazine. I like that it lives in, in the pages. I love that I can open the pages and take my time with it. So I usually have a few subscriptions on the go and once a year and it doesn't always line up to the same time of year but usually actually around this time of year I kind of review what magazine subscriptions do I really enjoy and want to make sure that I keep them coming which ones have I not really read or skimmed through that maybe I could lose what are some that I haven't had that I really would love sure uh, or one that I've bought from a stand right And um, so I do, after I go through all my subscriptions and curate them, I do end up monthly with a a solid pile of magazines. So what do I do with them? Um, There's a few things. One, I, if I'm going to Florida, I'll bring some for my mom. And she, I've inherited this um, love of magazines, so I take a bunch from her. We, We trade them. Um, but more normally... And uh, your mom, I should mention, tends to get Southern magazines, which are so fun to read and look at because they represent the Southern U.S. That's where she right. lives. Southern Living is her favorite magazine. And if you have a love of of things Southern, you know, the cuisine, the road trips, the way of life, there's a every episode or every... Um, Issue. Issue. <laughs> Every issue has like a vet, a country veterinarian. So it's like how to how to deal with my cow's chafed teats and right, stuff like that. Right. So that's how country it is. But then it's also things like what to do with your mason jars and how to reuse barn board. So it's really crafty and fun and it, just a fun magazine. It's so fun to have in our home here in Canada a bunch of Southern Living magazines and people always kind of look quizzically at them when they're in our house and they'll flip through them and think they're so special. I was going to get a subscription to Southern Living, but I didn't, I think. I'll, I'll let it be the special luxury of just getting it once in a while from my mom. But um, anyway, I take a pile of magazines monthly. I have an ongoing post up on the app Buns, B-U-N-Z or B-U-N-Z in Canada. I'm part of that app. I'm not trading them right now, but I then trade them, um, and I'll, I'll trade them for various things. So the last few magazine trades I had, uh, I got, uh, I've gotten plants for magazines. I've gotten candles for magazines. I've gotten brand new um, lip balms for magazines. Well, these sounds like these sound like luxurious items. They are certainly candles can be luxurious. Certainly but, plants. What plant did you get for your magazines? Um, I got. Let me. Th- I think it's your favorite little plant thing that you mentioned on another show, which was that little house with the plants next um, to the bed. No. Okay. I'm trying to think. I got all of my plants are buns plants pretty much at this point that I've traded other things okay. to have clippings of plants. So 
uh, I think my spider plant is 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 a, is a magazine trade. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So um, candles, plants, consumables. I've traded also them for a bottle of wine. I got once a really nice bottle actually. Um, some tall cans of beer, which I like just as much as a good bottle of wine. So I uh, I trade for consumables basically. Wonderful. Yeah. And which is your own personal luxurious magazine, the one that in your curation is tops that you love, that you wouldn't let the subscriptions uh, lapse? I love House and Home. I don't have just one. I love Chatelaine. I've always loved Chatelaine. And I feel like I'm more the demographic Chatelaine now than I was in my early 20s, but I've always loved it. Um, I've been a contributor a few times to Chatelaine. Uh, I love Toronto Life. Um, Wait, aren't you in this month's episode? Uh, this month's I am? issue of Chatelaine? Oh, I that's am. so funny. I am both myself and my writing partner Dale Boyer, who's been a guest on this program a she bunch has. of times. What's a luxurious thing you like to do with Dale Boyer or Boyer? Oh, um, because I'll tell you what I like to do with her husband Trevor Martin, who's also been a guest on this show. That's kind of luxurious, and then you can tell us what you like to do with Dale. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do with Trevor is I love going to eating establishments with him and picking items that maybe you and his wife, who are with us most of the time when we dine, aren't going to love. And he and I will just enjoy and talk about. And for me, a luxurious conversation about fine dining or just dining in general with Trevor Martin is a luxurious thing I love. Well, this is how frugal Dale and I are. Okay. Our, our biggest luxury is to attend or host a clothing swap. And it really, truly is. And uh, if we host it, of course, we're making a big batch of hors d'oeuvres and food and cocktails. And actually, that's what she and I talk about in this month's Chatelaine. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. So it's an article on sustainability in clothing. Um, I think it's called How to Create a Sustainable Wardrobe or something along those lines. It just came out six days ago. And, and, and I didn't plan this. I just I, I it just came to me. <laughs> but I happened to just be looking at yeah. it, too. And um, we are number eight in the top ten things you can do to help your wardrobe. And she and I are the sort of experts on clothing swaps. And so they ask us a bunch of questions about what makes a good clothing swap. And the reason I wanted to mention that um, is because less less waste less or, stuff less waste exactly and that's the whole mission of clothing swaps in general um so i was just tying it back to that idea of less is more there you go amanda we're going to round off this episode with the last one of one of the last things that less stuff less waste wanted to know about and that is hot water bottles slash electric blankets just something to, t to discuss? It, yeah, a, a topic of discussion. So let's talk hot water bottles and your trick when there's not a hot water bottle around, but you might need one. You know, you have to create the hot water bottle that you need even when you don't have one. So be the hot water bottle that you need to see in the world. To paraphrase Gandhi, um, who probably in India didn't need a hot water bottle, but... Um, there is a particular room, bedroom, that is very freezing, not in our house, thankfully, but in my sister's house. It's very cold in the winter, 
Halifax has, you know, those those bone chilling breezes and winds that come in from the shore. So um, it can get really cold there on the on a, any particular night. So knowing that uh, I was given the advice by a cast member of mine in a show to just take regular old um, plastic water bottles and fill them with the hottest water you can. Now, boiling might melt them. So you just want to get the tap really, really hot. So the hottest version of tap water, basically, and fill those water bottles and make sure, obviously, that you screw them on really tight because you don't want to leak leak in the bed. But any particularly good water bottle, if you have access to one, will do this. And then just have it in bed with you. So I filled both of those up because the thing is about a hot water bottle, it's only in one area. So this way you can kind of have one for each foot or hip or leg or however sure. you need to do it. And um, you could also use, say, a wine bottle. Just make sure that the cork goes in nice and tight. The glass is a good conductor. Yeah, I, it depends. I don't know that I'd want a wine bottle, in be- like a big piece of glass in bed with me. There's okay. some plastic, I think, is a little less precarious. Fair enough. What about the electric blanket? Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? What makes a good electric blanket for you? Well, I'd like to turn that question back to you since I had so much to say about the hot water bottle experience. Which, by the way, did we ever do that together? Was that just me? That was just you. I I feel like I'm your hot water bottle. That is true. So uh, I like an electric blanket. I don't like it cranked to the hottest. Okay. But I certainly don't love how frustrated you get with electric blankets when they're when we use them because you hate the cord. So this is meant to be a calming and soothing discussion. So uh, I don't want to dwell too long on my frustration with sure. an electric blanket. But a cordless electric blanket, I don't know if that's a thing. But if someone could invent it, I would certainly buy it. Um, because as much as I love an electric blanket, I have one that's not, or we have one. I think we got rid of it. No, we still have it. We do? Yeah. I don't think it works anymore. Then maybe we don't have it. Uh, no, we got rid of it. Okay. Anyway, um, or it's in the car still. might be in the car, actually. Right. But um, it has a cord running through it, so that cord plugs to an outlet in the wall. Which is fine, except that I go to sleep with a cord draped over me because I think the truth is we need a bigger blanket. Okay. We need a go. bigger boat and a bigger blanket. D- don't we all? Because it's it's a small blanket that I end up with. I'll inevitably wake up with a cord around half my body, which is not a fun experience. Fair enough. Well, listen, if you do invent a cordless electric blanket, um, you can send 10% of your gross sales to uh, the Insomnia Project. We'll happily uh, give that idea to you for almost free. Uh, I will I will buy it, and I'll invest in it. There you go. Amanda, thank you so much for doing this, I don't want to say bonus episode, but this um, extra episode, added episode to our curation mm-hmm. of the Insomnia Project. Mm-hmm. We also want to thank Less Stuff and Less Waste, for their suggestions that we use today. Mm -hmm. And I want to say congratulations to Kristen Zaza, whose podcast has also been awarded a uh, Best Sleep Podcast from Tuck.com. And her uh, category that she was awarded was for Best Bedtime Stories Podcast because 
Her podcast, which is called On a Dark Cold Night, is her telling stories that she's written. Amazing. Congrats to her as well. And thank you all for listening and for helping to make this podcast the best sleep podcast for 2020. We will see you in a couple of days with our Wednesday episode. Thank you again to tuck.com and everyone hope you have a nice tuck in and enjoy your night.